All right, let's let's get it let's get it started. All right, go for it. All right, so this is episode three of one of my personal projects where I interview people that I've known a while in my life. Obviously, the first episode was my sister. The second episode was a college friend, and yeah, to introduce uh, my friend Yuri, the king of sales. Uh, All right, you know, um, let's let's yeah. not get too carried away, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is uh, just I guess this is your first episode. I'll give some backstory. So like. You know, during COVID, you know, I was listening to a lot of podcasts in general, and like, okay. I kind of picked, I kind of picked some ideas from a couple of like podcasts I was uh, listening to, and I, I decided to do my own variation because uh, it it occurred to me that like, you know, you talk to people often, right? Whether it's like you know business or just like you know, you know, I'm not gonna cuss here, but you know, like uh, you know, uh, kickback talk or locker room talk yeah. or whatever. But like, yeah. often we don't really like like ask like people that like you know we associate with like like questions that probably like are just like out of uh not out of band but like it's kind of like i'm using this so i'm hoping you learn as much as i learn but like basically yeah. i'm trying to like ask questions that i don't get to ask you normally and see where that yeah. goes and i got five questions here and then at the end you can ask me any questions that come to your mind but and then like the it's a long-term project so like i'm really curious to see like like two to three years from now when we do this again, what has changed? If you still feel the same way based on the, some of the answers you say today, mm-hmm. and hopefully that will continue until, you know, I die. Hopefully I don't die like, you know, the next 10 years, <laughs> but, you know. but like, yeah, it's like a, it's, it's gonna, I think it's gonna be an interesting project. And it's really like for, for me personally, it's not that like, I'm not trying to make it like big or anything, but like, I think you'll be surprised. I think some of the questions, cause I do, the reason I don't do so many, like don't do it weekly is because I do take time to think about you know, the, the, my guests and like what questions I would be curious yeah. about. So, okay. But yeah, we're ready to go. Sounds, sounds like a plan. Let's do it. All right. So first off. Okay. So what would you consider your, uh, your greatest triumph? And also what would you, what would you consider your greatest like setback or failure? And how, how has each event shaped the person you are today? So take a second if you need to think about it. But yeah, are you talking more from a from a business perspective, life perspective, nah, or or just kind of whatever, it, right? It's whatever you interpret it as. It could be professional, yeah. it could be personal. Like you, yeah. like I'll give you like a quick example from myself. Okay. Like I would say, like definitely like a failure that shaped me was like I didn't get into Bellarmine, and then I would talk about like mm-hmm. how that shaped okay. my life. You know. Yeah, actually, that's 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 a good one. So I I think from from a success perspective, right. Um, you know, I think, you know, just looking at my, my work career, you know, I, I would say that, you know, my biggest success was, was, you know, we had, when I first started working um, at my organization today, and I work for, uh, just for everyone in the audience, I work for a uh, software sales company uh, called Coupa. And, you know, what we do is we sell procurement software. So when I, when I first started, it was really after college. Um, I've had no sales experience, had no idea what I was doing completely you know, just, just got a job that I was happy with after college because it was a difficult market back then. And I just tried something different, right? And, and it wasn't easy at first. You know, I remember the first couple months I was getting a lot of pressure from, um, from my direct manager. Uh, you know, also didn't help because, you know, I had a lot of, when I started, my hiring manager left after a few weeks. I didn't really have that proper training uh, to be able to, to really, you know, learn on, on, on you know, what, what's the best practices, what works the best. And it was kind of kind of a self-discovery. You know, I had to go out there uh, and just kind of learn on the job and see what my colleagues were doing and, and what other people were doing. Now, that didn't start off very well. It was very challenging in the first few months. And, 
you know, I was actually brought on as a as a temporary hire. So 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 for me, it was you know you had to prove yourself to to get that full contract at at uh, my my organization. And the first couple months, I didn't really sell anything. You know, our our job, our role at this time was really to cold call to go into um, you know random you know just pick up the phone, dial people, and try to convince them to to take a uh, fifteen minute meeting where you know we would try to learn a little bit more about you know what processes they have and 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 try to sell the the vision and and, and the value of 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 our um, of our software at my organization. So that was very challenging in the beginning. There wasn't a lot of guidance. It was you know you know just just throw me into the fire and and, and learn how to do it. And, and I was very close there. The you know actually not even getting the job in the beginning, but, you know, I was very lucky and fortunate, uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of learning from some of the other experts in, um, in the team. And, and probably my, my biggest pride and, and accomplishment in that was after, after uh, two years of doing it, I was the number one performer uh, globally. So my company sent me out to Hawaii for, for a, a kind of a, a top performer award trip. Uh, and this was a team of 20 people, right, globally. So this wasn't just, you know, a few individuals. This was, you know, people in the, all across the U.S., across Europe, across expanding markets in Asia and, and Australia where I had the top, um, the top numbers. And it was a big sense of pride, right, because it's something that, you know, I, I went to school, finished with a finance degree, you know, very difficult market. I couldn't really find kind of what, what, what I wanted to do. But, you know, I was lucky and fortunate to, to get this opportunity. And, and really, you know, from nothing or no experience, really start building my um, my reputation at the organization and, and to get um, the level of success that I got. So I would say that's that's my biggest achievement. I would say, I mean, there's there's a lot of other things as well in life, but, you know, from a from a um, perspective of, you know, really feeling accomplished and being rewarded for it, I would say this definitely. And going going to my biggest challenge, you know, I, I would say that you know, similar to your experience, right, with, with Bellarmine, I think my biggest challenge was, um, you know, from, from a high school, you know, applying to, I think I applied to 12 or 13 different colleges and really only being accepted to four colleges, right? And, and a couple of the places I really wanted to go to, kind of like UC Santa Barbara was, was high up on the list. There was a few others, um, you know, that I applied to that I didn't get into. You know, was it was a big disappointment for me just because, you know, I was preparing. I had good grades. I studied and worked really hard, um, you know, at high school uh, at, at MIDI. But it, it didn't, you know, for whatever reason, I wasn't the best SAT uh, taker in terms of, you know, getting a high score. And that really hurt me in terms of my, my college application. So I had 12 different um, applications, 12 or 13, can't remember exactly. And I only got into four. So the four I got into was Gonzaga. St. Mary's, Arizona, and even the fourth one was a conditional acceptance. It was the San Diego State, which I thought would be more or less a, a shoe-in school to get into. So that was probably my biggest kind of setback where you know, I was really expecting a you know, better quality education. Um, but, but I think the key for me was that, you know, that, that, it, that just motivated me more uh, to really focus on, on, on uh, in college and being able to be successful there. And I think that motivation of that of that having that failure in 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 high school and not getting into the college really motivated me you know to to not give up later on and 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 when things are hard when i started my my corporate job at at coupa gave me that ability and and confidence to really you know push forward and and have that chip on your shoulder where where you're able to, to 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 leverage that for for better success so 
hopefully that answers your question and, and it wasn't too long-winded but you know i would say those are you know my biggest success then would be you know what i mentioned being the top performer globally for that um you know cold calling role which you know i was really never you know a person that excelled in sales or, or really had this drive to be this you know great salesperson and then the biggest challenge was you know from a college perspective not getting into those colleges that i wanted to you know having to kind of settle for for some of my bottom tier choices but using that to 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 give me the the confidence and strength to to later on you know excel and achieve so hopefully that answers uh, your question yeah, just to clarify my second part of the question, I I think that was a good answer with the challenge. But would you really consider that like a failure though, like, or do you consider that just like a little like setback? You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, I mean, I would consider it a failure because you know you work so hard for four years in high school, right? This isn't like oh, you go take one test and then you know oh, you know whatever, I got into any school, you know, it's fine, right? So I, I really do consider this a failure because uh, because it, it it is something you know you work. Four years in, in 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 high school, really difficult, hard to, to get good grades, and I had more or less a really high GPA. You know, I think my average GPA was three point five to four, so it wasn't like I was slacking off or anything. And you know, and if I wanted to just settle for a community college or, or one of the lesser tier schools, I would have more or less maybe not tried as hard in, in high school, right? So I do consider that a failure. You know, maybe it's not you know a failure like you know, maybe what other people would consider or what they have. But in my experience, I really use that, that failure or, or that, you know, not being able to pick and choose which college I wanted to go to for, for getting to that success, um, you know, in, in my corporate life. Right. And I, I think there's a big, you know, this might be a little bit off topic, but I think there is a little bit of that in, in, in corporate success, right. You know, there's this big reputation that people who go to Harvard or people who go to these top notch universities are more successful in the workforce, but, I do think that could be um, uh, a big myth on on that side. So, and uh, just this, is, I'm going to share something with you that, like, to, to add on to your 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 first answer with the trial, because your answer reminded me something that happened to me years ago. And uh, I was back visiting the Bay, and you know somehow you know how it is you're, you're like somehow you run into people you don't ever see anymore, <laughs> especially at the high school level, and I can't remember mm -hmm. the person's name, but you know it was like a short like catch up, you know. Uh, uh, you know, like, you know, small talk. And I was just sharing like, yeah, I'm still in contact with you and a few others. Yeah. And the person was like, you know, and I was actually saying like, man, like you're how successful you've been. And actually he said, he said a comment that I was like a bit surprised, but also probably one of the reasons I'm doing this because we often don't realize how other people perceive us. Like, you know how we, we know how we perceive ourselves because we're, we're yeah. us. Of course. And he said like, he said like, uh, he was like, man, like, I would never have guessed out of all, like a lot of people, like I've met through high school that, you know, he, I'm a code them. He said like that Yuri would be so successful. I was just like, whoa, yeah. like, I was like, damn, first of all, interesting how you perceived, you know, you back in the you know, high school era. Um, but, uh, but I, I would say like credit to you, right. It's like, you're like that, uh, that mid round draft pick that's proving people wrong. You know? Um, so I find that, uh, I found that pretty interesting. And it just happened way back. Actually, your answer just reminded me that I was like, yeah, I remember that. And you know what I mean? I was just like, whatever. Yeah, this guy's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but, but that, that's that's a good point because you know we often, you know, at least from my perspective, right? I don't necessarily pay attention to or or hold, you know, you know, maybe some other people do, but from my personal, you know, I, I focus on myself, right? And, and I don't spend too much time focusing on what other people think. But you know, that's a really good point. You know, maybe you think you're performing way better than you are, and other people see it completely differently, right? And then 
you know, when you achieve success or, or when you fail, you know, it may surprise other people. Right. But, and I think, you know, each individual person, you know, they have their own, you know, chip on their shoulder or their own set of goals and objectives. Right. And not everyone wants to be successful in, in, in the business sense, right. Some people, maybe for them, success is to have a family or, or to, um, you know, to, to do other uh, ventures or, or, or career moves. Right. You know, so I think, Success is, depends on, on, you know, it's very broad, you know, what success really means um, to, to each individual person. So, cool. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, so second question here I got is, uh, where do you think luck has played a role in your life? Oh, that's a good question. Bro, well, I, I, think... I told you, I told you, I'm like, I have you hitters, dude. No, I don't mean, it's a good, it's a good quality, quality questions. This is nothing, nothing wrong with that. But no, I think luck is, um, I think it's it's a part of success, right? You know, luck can be something. You can be unlucky, and you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, hopefully you're alive in in 30 years. But you know, if you walk down the street and a car hits you, you know, there's not much you know you can do if in, in that situation. You know, just just random things happen, right? For for good or bad. I I think for for me personally, you know, from a from a luck perspective, at least from, from you know, if we go back to my original story, right, of, of where I got success, because you know, the way I look at it, I was pretty unlucky in the beginning, right? You know, I come into this company, I had no experience. My uh, manager who hired me within two weeks left a different organization. So, I mean, that's pretty unlucky. You, you build a bond, you build, you know, when interviewing with, with your hiring manager and you expect him to, to, to really you know, be, be that person to help encourage you or to get you successful or get you at least, you know, to be able to, to perform, for, perform the job. But then when that happens, you know, that, that for more or less is an unlucky situation where he leaves. And then, you know, I, I struggle for a few months, right? You know, maybe if he was around, it would have been a completely different situation. And, you know, I would have started off a lot stronger, a lot better. So, you know, luck does and play a lot, uh, a big role in that process. And I think, you know, for me personally, what worked out really well is I did have a colleague um, that, 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 um, that I work with and he was, he was an older colleague. He's also been through a lot of, a lot of stuff in his life, you know, a lot of ups and downs. And, um, you know, he was you know, normally people who do kind of that, that role, the cold calling role, you know, the normally they're, they're after college or maybe they're low thirties, high twenties. Uh, but he was a little bit older, right. And he was in his forties. So he had a lot of good life experiences where, you know, he's worked at different organizations, you know, he's failed, he's been successful. And he really helped me in terms of we built a good relationship. Um, you know, I, I, I got lucky because, you know, he got promoted to, 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 to really, you know, be the manager uh, of the team. So, you know, if that didn't happen, you know, it could have gone a completely different direction, right? If someone else, you know, maybe I didn't have a good relationship with got promoted, or they might have overlooked me or, or had a different plan or a different vision in terms of, you know, who supports which territory. Because in, in sales, you know, that, that makes a big difference is, you know, whether or not you get a good territory or a bad territory, right? You know, that plays a lot into, you know, are you successful? Are you not successful, right? If you have some of the best companies in the world you're calling into, and that's, that's going to help, um, you know, compared to if you get some states where there's not that much options or, you know, maybe the companies aren't pro-innovation, aren't pro-looking at, you know, changing up, uh, change management or their internal processes. And you know, no matter how good you are in sales, you know, you get the wrong territory, then, you know, it, it's, it's going to be... Um, going to be not a good situation for you as well right so i think luck does play uh, an important role and it has in my organization as well right and i think also you know another reason of of, of being lucky is when i moved to, to europe right the, the original goal was for me to support you know some of the harder territories such as italy 
France, Spain, where really local language is a big um, um, a big factor in selling the deal. And it would have been very challenging to, to be able to, to to close business or have success in, in those regions. But I was lucky that that, you know, the my boss who helped encourage me to come to Europe, you know, saw the, the potential in me and gave me a better territory to, to really kick off my uh, my European sales in a, in a in a stronger light, you know, in terms of selling into the UK, selling into the, the Benelux Nordics regions, as well as South Africa, right, where English was more dominant of a language. And, you know, even though it was, um, you know, it was a big kind of challenge, you know, to, to move over selling from the US to Europe, it, um, it was it was it was it was lucky that I had that territory instead of having, you know, supporting the Italy, Spain, or, or, or some of the most Southern European countries where it's more challenging, you know, as an American to, to sell into. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like even when one has success, right. It's almost like the sports analogy, right? Like things have to still break your way, right? Like you can't have injuries. You got to have good you know, momentum, good chemistry. And it's like, like you said, with the territories like you could easily try to have been selling, you know, that software to like, you know, people of Thailand and that would have been rough. So, exactly. Um, so yeah, that, I think often people forget that like, you'd still need to like, you know, put the work in, you still need to be ambitious, but like, there is still a component always of like, you just, you were in the right place at the right time to, uh, to jump on those opportunities. Cause I think luck, like, I think people either underrate luck or the overblow luck, like, oh, yeah. I, I was just, you know, just because, like you said, somebody else could have been in your position and not do as well, right? Like, exactly. And also vice versa, right? You, you know, you can't also say like, oh, I was just, it was all me, you know, all the time, you know? Um, no, there's, there's a balance with everything, right? And, you know, sometimes, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you can be the best team, you know, and you've seen this before in sports, right? Where you could tell a team's the best, but they're unlucky, some key injury or some call didn't go their way, and then they end up losing. You know, in, in that sense, you know, no matter, you know, how great of a team they are, you know, sometimes, you know, luck's not on their side. And other, other, other examples, it's the complete opposite. The team's not as good, but they get an easy matchup or, or, or they get lucky because the other team makes a big blunder or a big mistake. So, you know, it's, it's not to say that there isn't any luck uh, in the process, you know, that, that luck's everything. But, um, you know, finding that balance of, you know, doing everything you can do, but also having that extra 10% kind of give you that extra edge, you know, whether you're lucky or, you know, if you're unlucky as well, you know, that could hamper you. So, yeah. So this next question actually probably ties in nicely. Um, what's the best advice you've ever received so far in your life? Yeah, I think the best advice I had was, you know, if we go back to that, that work analogy and, um, you know, specifically, when I started, the confidence is down, right? You know, I, I would compare sales and selling, you know, a lot to, you know, to, to sports in a sense that, you know, if you're, you know, if we look at soccer, um, you know, for one example, right? If you're the, the striker or you're the player scoring goals and everything's going fine and you're scoring goals, right? And, and then whatever happens, if you have a couple games where, where, where you're off and, and things aren't going well, you know, the key aspect there is that confidence level, right? And I think it's important to have a strong supporting cast around you where, you know, no matter if you're doing well or if you're doing bad, you get that motivation or that extra motivation to, to reassure you of everything you're doing, right? Because one of the, the, the worst things that can happen is when things are going well, then obviously, you know, you're fine. But when things start going south, you start panicking, you start second guessing yourself, you start thinking about, 
um, you know, oh, maybe I need to change this. Maybe I need to change this, right? And then, and then you don't get that assurance that everything is fine. You know, things can go, you know, in a negative direction really quickly. And, you know, for me, when, when I first started being new and young and, you know, I, you know, I thought I was doing things right, but, you know, I had really good advice from people around me. Hey, maybe try this, maybe change this a little bit to give me that, that, that encouragement that, look, you're doing everything fine. Things are not clicking in the beginning, you know, for whatever reason. Um, but you just have to keep positive, positive when, when calling and, and talking to people, right? And a lot of people struggle with that, right? And, and, and the reason why, why a lot of my colleagues, you know, they would be good for a few months, but then they would hit a rough patch. But that rough patch would, would stick with them for, for quite a while just because, you know, when things are going well, you're in form, you're doing good. You know, people are more or less, you know, interested in talking to you. But when you hit a rough patch, you start getting a little bit desperate. You start getting, you know, you don't notice these things, but maybe you change your tone a little bit, right? Maybe you uh, switch up in terms of, you know, you know you're you you're not 100% yourself. You get a little bit more anxious or or you're a little too aggressive or too passive on the phone. You know, people people will notice those things. And then, and then, and then it keeps, keeps, you know, you get that negativity and it keeps building on top of that, right? So I think the important part is no matter if you're doing good or if you're doing good, if you're doing bad, right? Not to be too cocky, but, but also not to be too kind of hard on yourself and really to have that you know, support around you saying, look, you know, you're doing great. Keep it up, stay positive, keep, keep pushing forward, um, you know, and have that support, which is what I had, you know, the first couple of months I was doing really, really poorly, but the, 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 you know, the, my, my future manager, the, 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 the colleague who was sitting next to me, who was a little bit older told me, look, you're doing everything fine. It just hasn't hit for you for whatever reason. Keep your confidence up, keep, uh, keep pushing forward. Right. You know, don't, you know, don't get negative. Don't get depressed. You know, don't, don't take work home with you. You know, still have to have a good work-life balance. And then that, you know, help me to, to, to keep pushing, to keep pushing. And then, you know, once you start getting on a roll, you know, it starts clicking and, and it's a lot easier after that. Right. But a lot of people you know, don't follow that advice. And, and that, you know, that's my biggest you know, encouragement for people is no matter the situation, you know, you can't get, you can't get panicky. You can't get emotional. You know, you have to kind of be level headed across the entire process. You know, anything you do, whether it's, you know, if you're, you know, in the band or if you're in uh, sports or, business climates or po politics, right? Always have that kind of, you know, encouragement, that supporting cast behind you and, and never get kind of too high or too low. You got to have to have that middle ground, medium ground where you, you build consistency, right? Um, with yourself, so. Yeah, your answer reminds me of something that I heard while, uh, like, I think it was some kind of interview. It was like, if you, if you, you know, achieve something, celebrate it for 24 hours. And if you fail or, you know, you, you know, you, uh, you know, you don't get that job offer or, you know, you get rejected or whatever, like then mourn it for 24 hours, but then move on. Like you said, like, you don't, don't, don't ride the highs too much. and don't ride the lows too much. That can, that just, you're just going to be up and down all the time. You know? um, yeah. And, and I think a good example, you can look at the most successful kind of basketball teams or football teams or, or coaches, players, right? Those players, you know, when they win, it's, it's kind of business for them, right? You don't see them celebrating like crazy, partying all the time, and then and then they, they fall flat the years after, right? It's all about maintaining that consistency and that drive. You know, you have to have that drive, but you also have to have that consistency where, like you said, you celebrate one day, two days, but then it's back to business, right? How do I win again? How do I get back into the to, to the grind? And and that that that, that was and that's a big challenge too, right? You know, a lot of people in sales they'll maybe have one good year, 
and then they think, oh, I'm the best. I know everything. And, 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 and they stop learning and they get kind of complacent. And, and what happens is, you know, then they start declining in terms of the year later on and the year after that, you know, their, their production may not be as good, right? So, you know, you need to have that consistency and, and there needs to be some drive. There needs to be something where oh, I can do better. I can improve. I can, I can focus on, on, on this and, and really, you know, have that strategy and, and vision of, of where you want to get to. So that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I agree. I mean, honestly, we're friends, so I'm going to agree with a lot of your takes. So. <laughs> you don't have to, man. You can you can challenge me on some of these. No, no, no problems. Yeah, the, the, problem is that I, more the problem is that I, I literally do this myself, too. So it's like, what am I supposed to say? Like, against my own. I, I guess I could try to do the whole. Uh, we have a mutual friend that does the whole uh, contrarian things. I could do that, too. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh uh, but anyways, on question four, uh, so like we got two more and then I'll open up for you, but, okay. um, yeah. So if you were to meet like a 20 year old version of yourself, what yeah. would you tell them? And like, would, like, what kind of advice would you tell? Like, if you want to give them advice or like in general, like, what, like if you saw like a hypothetical, like, if you saw a 20 for 20 year old version of yourself, it was just good. Cause like, I won't reveal your age, but it's been a while since you were 20. Uh, you know, what, what would you like to say to him? Or what, would you say anything at all? Or like, you know, just. Like, I'm curious to compare and contrast where you are today versus, like, back then. Yeah, back then, I would, I would say, um, man, you know, ease up on the alcohol, man. Just, uh, <laughs> no, for, uh, for, for, for joking aside, right? I think you know, I, I, I'm pretty happy from, from where I was in my 20s to, to where I am today in terms of, you know, every, you know, a lot of the goals I set out, you know, once I started working and, you know, I've been lucky and fortunate enough to, to really enjoy traveling and, and, and you know, really living life to the fullest. So, you know, my, my advice would, yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily look to change too much. You know, I would more, more or less, like if, if someone asked me, if you go back 10 years, would you change the path that you went on? Um, you know, I, I'd find that very difficult for me. Kind of the, the path I took is more or less aligned, you know, where I am today versus where I was before. But kind of the one advice I would have to myself, you know, in my 20s and, you know, obviously everyone when they're younger, they're a little more insecure. They care too much about about what other people think. And, and they have that mentality of, um, you know, really looking at, um, you know, okay, how can I be the best? You have a little bit of an arrogance, but also, you know, you're trying to please too many different people. And really, you know, my advice back then to myself again would be, you know, just focus on yourself. Right. You know, do the best you can do. Don't care too much about what other people think about, you know, how you're going to be judged or, or what other people are talking about you. Because, you know, everyone's younger. Everyone has a little bit more of that. Oh, you know, you know, we have that Facebook and you have to kind of post and, and you know, you care a lot about your image and what other people think. But really, as you get older, you realize kind of, you know, you really control your own path and, um, you know, no one, you know, obviously you can have colleagues and, and you, 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 like, like we talked about, you can have luck and, and, um, you know, a lot of people and you can get help along the process, but, you know, really everyone has their own interests at, at mind, right. You know, whether or not it's your boss or whether or not it's your colleague or, or even, you know, friends, um, you know, especially in the business world, everyone looks, looks out for themselves. So, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's important to really focus on yourself and to put yourself first. Um, and, and then, and then kind of, you know, then as like a next step, then you can help out a colleague or, or help the organization. But, you know, I think in, in the twenties, you know, the one small thing, again, I wouldn't change too much. You know, I, I'm very happy and satisfied with the path I went on, 
But the one thing I would I would kind of recommend to myself, and especially in the early years, I cared, you know, a lot more about you know helping the company and and you know really being that that team player, which which is nothing wrong with that, right? But you know, really putting yourself first, right? Um, and, and making sure that you know you're happy, you're satisfied, you're growing, which is always important. And then you know once once you help yourself, and you know once you get to the goals and the levels you want to get to, then the next step would be kind of to help other people around you, and and then and then try to you know be more of that team player. But I think early on, a lot of us try to um, you know we come in, we're new, uh, we're a little bit naive, and then and then and then we can possibly get taken advantage of a little bit, especially around. You know, when it comes to negotiation, your salaries, and really being that, you know, team player, taking another task when maybe, you know, you shouldn't and you should be more focused on yourself. So I would definitely say to, you know, if I go back 10 years to uh, to my younger self is, uh, you know, drink, drink less beers and, uh, you know, really focus on focus on yourself and, um, you know, make sure that that, you know, you achieve and and follow your goals and, and everything that you have ambitions for and, and, and try not to pay attention too much to what other people are saying, gossiping or, or discussing around you. Yeah, I, I think that's, that was, that's, that's solid advice to give to a younger version. So like I said, you could easily have just said, like, I would, you know, just tell them like, you know, just, you know, keep, you know, things are going to work out, you know, don't, don't worry too much about like, you know, where you're going to be in 10 years, you know, because I think when you're young, like you said, like, you think like, Oh, I gotta have everything figured out. I gotta, you know, get. I gotta be on the right track and everything. But like sometimes, that's just the process that just takes time. Like you said, of trial and error, of like, you know, working hard, taking advice, and like, you know, you know, going through that iteration. And and like yeah. you said, maybe the, the going back to your earlier answer, like maybe the key is just to make sure you keep that focus, that level headedness, you know, because it's so easy to get derailed, you know, and to yeah. uh, to lose confidence or focus. You know? And, and I think also, you know, the one thing we're naive about is is when we're twenty, right? Everyone has this life plan. Like, I'm gonna work here. I'm gonna work in finance. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a job here. I'm gonna make this money. I'm gonna have a wife. I'm gonna have kids. I'm gonna live here. I'm gonna buy this house, or whatever. Like, everyone has this kind of like plan, but the life doesn't necessarily take you down that path, right? There's always curveballs that, you know, I think you need to be able to to, to adjust on the fly, right? And, and if you're too set and you're too kind of like, oh, you know, I have to go down this specific path, then, you know, you could get into some trouble in, in the future, right? If, if you're so focused on that, I think you need to have a couple of goals, a couple of objectives and, and, and work that direction, but never be kind of I have this set, you know, I have to be married by 25. I have to have be, be a vice president by 35. I have to have four kids, right? You know, I think those, it, it's difficult to have an exact plan just because everything is so fluid, you know, things change, life happens, right? Um, and it's very difficult to, to really know, you know, where you're gonna where you're gonna be in ten years, right? You know, you cannot guess. You know, if I if you ask me in my twenties and probably yourself, right? If if you look back and ask yourself in your twenties, would you be where you are today? You know, I definitely think that there's um, there's differences of of kind of where we plan to be versus where we are. Yeah, I would definitely tell you that right now. My answer would be no. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way I would have. I, there's no way I would have guessed it, but, uh, you know, my life has definitely, it's interesting. I, yeah, it's like, um, a few times the last couple of years, I've been, I've been, I've been told things that I'm like, oh, like I was with some old coworkers and they were like, yeah, like, you know, you know, moving across the country and like, you know, moving up in the, my previous company, um, they're like, yeah, like it's just, it's not, it's not normal. Right. And then like, even when I meet people now in New York, like they're always like, 
I think like maybe because like I, I don't come across initially as like a very like, you know, boisterous, loud mouth. But like when I start talking about like, oh, I was just in Brazil, you know, I'm working on this project. I had to sign it, you know, you know, I can't even talk about it really. Um, they just give me this look like, whoa, like what's this guy's deal? You know, like I think a lot of people, I, I think I take people like surprise. That's what I've noticed over yeah. the last couple of years. Like, because I'm just not like out there going pumping my chest out like, oh yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm Mr. LeBron James, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, but once you know they start asking me some questions and I tell them like, oh yeah, I'm trying to go to Monaco. They're like, what? Like, what, like, what do you do again? <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm, a, I'm an innovator. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that that's, yeah, I'm always interested in those kind of questions because like, you know, I think of a younger version of myself and a part of me is just like, wow, like there's a part of me that was like misses that moment because of maybe the energy and the brashness. But then also there's some things like you said, like I always slap them on the back of the head going like, okay, you, you idiot. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you're still young, man. You're, you're still young. You're um, still, you know, 10 years from now. When we film this episode again, man, I mean, even 10 years from now, will be a different uh, outcome from yeah, what you're expecting yeah, now. So. I'm, I'm mentally, I'm mentally 60. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, my wrap up question before yep. we open it up a little bit for any questions you have, but my wrap up question is like, I guess in your opinion, what does living a good life mean to you? And good yeah. here is, is quotes. Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's a very generic term, but I'm curious what your answer is. You could take any direction you want. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, obviously, I, I, I value that, that work-life balance, right? It's not to say, you know, don't work hard, right? I'm, I've always been a hard worker, always been ambitious. Um, but for me, that good life is, is really having a good balance, right? You know, being able to travel, you know, follow my passions, my interests, being able to, 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 to be, you know, physically active, play sports, um, you know, being able to have good friend group, good conversations like, like we're doing today, uh, and, and not having that kind of only focus, only goal be career, right? And I know we talked a lot about, you know, on, on, on this kind of podcast today about, you know, sales and, and, and my path in terms of, you know, being successful in the career, in the career world, world but, you know, I, I do think it's very important to, to, to have to have that balance, right? And, you know, especially in, in, in jobs, you know, a lot of these, you know, tech companies specifically, and I know you, you, you probably have this feeling as well, right? You know, you work very hard, it's long hours, you're really, you know, at, at the end of the day, potentially, you know, could be drained. And I think the difference, and, and this is one thing I really enjoy uh, about being in Europe, is, is there's more of an emphasis around that that personal life as well right you know exploring you know finding new things you know having that downtime being able to discover you know some you know maybe you find a new passion that that you didn't know about right but but if you're just focused on the career and your only goal and passion is you know i need to be a ceo of a company and and i'm going to do whatever it takes to get there you know that's that's fine you know maybe that's someone else's goal and 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 no issues there but for me personally you know i, I need to have that balance i enjoy life too much um, you know, being able to to travel, new cultures, try new things. You know, I know me and you were big, uh, big, you know, soccer or as Europeans say, football fans. So, you know, experiencing different atmospheres, different games culturally. You know, the build up to that, you know, I think is um, is fun. And some of the best memories I have in my life have been kind of in different countries and experience local cultures and and, and kind of trying different things, right? Whereas, you know, if my only goal, you know, for, for me personally was, was career, then, 
I, mean, I, I would feel unsatisfied, right? You, you live one life, you have to have a balance between, you know, being successful, focusing on your career, but also, you know, having that time for your personal life, you know, whether that's dating, whether that's traveling, whether that's, you know, if you really love poetry or, or whatever your passions is, I, I, I do think it is very normal to have kind of both being, being um, you know, being key, key focuses of, of one's life, right? So that's, that's kind of my answer. How, how, how about yourself? What do you, what do you, you know, are you similar or do you have a different take on this? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was like, the last part is going to be just like, if you have questions for me, but, um, yeah. yeah, I think I have a slight different, so I do agree with you about like, you got to find that balance in your life. You have to find things that give you joy and, and don't be so focused on like, you need this outcome. Right. And I think you really emphasize like money and like career, but I think a lot of people also have this with like, I need to have that white picket fence. I need to have this degree. Yeah. I need to have this wife, you know, like, like yeah. it's very fixed. Like you said, like, I know you're big on flexibility, like have a, have, have some goals, but don't be like, it needs to happen by X, you know, or exactly. I need to have this, like this profession. I need to be a, you know, like I said, CEO by 28, you know, no. um, for yeah, me, nothing wrong not... with being a CEO. Nothing, by the way, I don't want to come off as like, oh, you can't be a CEO. Nothing wrong with being a CEO, right? But I think for me, right, you know, as I mentioned, having those, you know, and you clarified right there perfectly, right? Having, you know, that flexibility and different goals. Yeah, I think I think something that maybe I'm a bit different is like, I, I'm a big believer, and this is what I, so I'll share this story. I had I, my, one of my old managers, I had a one-on-one, and I was just like, you know, you know, I was, I was working on like, you know, uh, on this project and I told her, you know, I'm, I, I'm giving like maximum here. And like, I feel like my team isn't. Yeah. And she kind of like, was like, look, I'm going to be frank with you, Chris. Like, it seems like you, you worship too much hustle culture. And I was just like, what? Um, like, yeah, you, you think it's like, you know, you, you enjoy pressure, you enjoy, you know, um, uh you know pushing the limits and seeing how far you can go but like not everybody's like that everybody just wants them to just you know do what's like what they're asking to just you know move on and i was like i get it but it's like so what i, I want to say is that like i think i agree a lot with what you're saying but i think if you want something like let's say you want like if you really want it like if this is something you really really want like let's say you want to be like uh, you know, stanford you know professor or you want to be like you know a ceo or whatever I'm a big, I am a big believer still that like, you know, if you want to achieve greatness, it takes sacrifice. Like, I'm not really like, I don't really, and I hear this all the time now with like at work, like, oh, you know, you can be whatever you want to be, you know, and you, you know, it's just because you're, you know, a privilege. And we see this with certain groups. I mean, I'm not going to get all political on you, but, but we <laughs> see this with like certain people, right? Like they believe like just because they were like in a privileged position, like, and they did all the right things, went to college that they should deserve like the bougie lifestyle and they should have the picket fence and the good career and the, you know, the great, you know, wife or husband. I think like you have to work at those things. I don't think those things are given to you. Those things are kind of seized. So, and that's where I kind of irked me my manager a little bit. I was just like, yeah, you say you're all about the grind, but like, I don't see it, you know, like somebody who's about the grind, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that's healthy or good. I'm just saying like, if you mm -hmm. want, like, you can't have it all, right. If you want something, you sacrifice something else. Right. Like, it's very, like, unusual to have, like, like, I, I look, look, look at Tom Brady. He has a good life and everything, but, you know, you know that guy sacrifices certain things to be where he at, he's at, right? It's not like he can, like, you know, eat McDonald's every day, right? It's, it's like, yeah. there's a, there's a trade-off. So I think I agree with your point where, like, whatever your goals are in life, you have to be, like, flexible enough to realize that if you want X, you might have to give up 
you know, Z. But like, if you if you're like you said, your goal is to be like a good family man, a good father. Uh, that means you probably have to like you know find a you know realize that at some point in your career you gotta say like yeah I'm okay passing off that project to that young the guy that has no kids or anything you know and like just helping that team out like knowing your role right like if you're if you just want to like be a good solid contributor that's I think that's like the most professional thing one can do I'm always pissed off at people who don't don't do that but but if you have other goals that are more important then it's it's I think it's I think we don't tell our society enough that it's okay to reprioritize like. Yeah, you thought the career was important in your twenties, early thirties, but now you want to be, mm-hmm. you know, family man, and it's completely fine. I think we don't tell people that. Right? We tell people like, "Oh, you still got to keep pushing, and you still got to do." It's like it's hard, right? Uh, I I think that's a very unrealistic um, uh, expectation we put on people. But just vice versa too, right? If you really want that, like I say this for women too, like if you really want to be like that COO, then yeah, maybe you can't have kids. You know, like it's just yeah. it's just a hard truth that we don't tell people, right? Because we tell people like. You, you you know you're 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 the the eye of the world kind of thing, and I think we're not practical enough with people. No, so I, yeah, I know, I, go ahead. And I and I know people that try both, right? You know, there's definitely you know a lot of people that want to have both, and you know it's not easy to sacrifice, like you said. But you know that could dampen work work, or that could dampen house life, right? And that's why you know we see a lot of divorces nowadays is because you know, maybe someone's too career focused, right? Or or um, you know the other way around, you know maybe someone's too 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 focused on their family, or they have problems at home, and then that affects their work, right? Exactly, so it's it's yeah. it's a, it's, a, it's a hard balance, right? You want to be both best at both. It's not saying oh I want to sacrifice, you know screw you family or screw you work. I'm just going to focus on one, right? You want to try to manage both. You know, I think that's that's completely normal and fine, but you know I think those expectations that need to be more more realistic, you know as as you as you talked about there, right? Exactly. Like if you're somebody like who's, because I, I was thinking about my own line. I was just like, you know, like recently uh, I was like, yeah, like I'm not really settled down. Like I'm living a certain life. I'm not really settled down. But I then I look back the last six years, like when was that going to happen? Like I was either working yeah. or I was traveling or I was doing stuff. It was like, 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 because I, I see like, you know, successful relationships that I see now they're, you know, they're getting married. They were like, pretty much like hanging out and like they're basically yeah they're you know like that's that's the term coupled up right like they're pretty much with each other all the time consistently and i was just like yeah would it have really like flowed like i remember that year remember that year i was like on five flights that year i was like yeah. how is that gonna work out like the girl well, probably it, like oh, are you interested at all <laughs> like i was like oh wait, well, yeah, it, it, it can work out i mean i've yeah. seen that i've seen that situation right now i'm not gonna mention names here but i know i have a friend who's you know he He's he's doing well career wise, you know. He has he has a girlfriend, or you know that that's very you know okay with him traveling and and living his lifestyle. And I think, you know that you can't control that to an extent, right? I mean, you more or less pick your partner of, of choice, that's right? True. And and if your lifestyle is to travel, then don't pick a partner that's not going to let you travel, right? You know, a lot of it that's is true, based yeah. off your own own decisions, like. You know, you can't blame, you know, if you're in, in a 10-year relationship and the person, you know, maybe back then you didn't like traveling and, and the person got used to you being around and all of a sudden you change and you want to travel, you know, obviously that, that might affect the relationship. But if you know you're a travel person, you need to lay that out early on in the process or, or in the relationship. Say, look, you know, I enjoy going for a trip with, with my friends for a weekend here and there, right? You know, and, and I think that's something that you can work on, right? You can still be good successfully business-wise. You can travel, have that fun and, and have a good relationship at home. You know, but the more things you juggle, the harder it is 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 to to maintain. But it's not saying it's impossible, right? You know, you, you know that's not an excuse. You know, oh, I like to travel. I can't find a girlfriend, right? I think yeah. well, maybe we need to adjust kind of that that type of person we're looking for, right? 
Yeah, I know. I do agree. I just mean like you still got to put some effort. Like like you said, it's more juggling, right? And like what I realize now is that like if I were to talk to a 25, 26-year-old version of myself, I, I would have been like, yeah, you were – you said you wanted to juggle, but you didn't show any action. Like to be critical yeah. of myself, you didn't show any action to want to do that juggling. Like exactly. I would like, I would have been like, yeah uh, – Sorry, like I'm not like <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> it's 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 what you want though, right? I mean, it's really yeah. you know you could it's, it's end of the day you control your own path, right? Uh, and and you can prioritize different things at different times, right? And you know if if for you kind of number one priority was work, number two is travel, and number three is relationship, well then you know that's perfectly fine, right? But if if you're in your 20s and you want to have a family and kids off the bat, then you know your priorities will be different. And exactly. it's not to say you, you not everything. It's not saying you know you can't do all three, but you know definitely you know one will be um, hampered a little bit. Um, so yeah. So outside of that question, is there any other questions you want to ask me before we wrap up? Yeah. Uh, any any regrets you have in your life? Anything you would you would do over again? You know, if you go back now and say, oh shit, you know, I really screw this up or, 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 you know, anything that you would say, or are you perfectly happy with the decisions you made? Right. Well, you know, what are you, what are your thoughts around that? I, I, I don't have regrets per se, because I feel like the, the failures helped me have the perspective I have today, but I would tell a younger version of myself, like even be more, I don't want to say the word aggressive, but be more ambitious. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, uh, like don't sell yourself short and also like go for it. Even if it like doesn't work out, whether that's like at school, like going for that tougher project or work. Um, even though I did do that in my career, I will say that like, okay, so my career, that's why I, I have this lesson because I didn't do that with like maybe school or like, or even high school or college. And then like I, when I got to the professional career, I, I, I had that kind of like Silicon Valley, you know, I'm either going to boom or bust, you know? Um, you know, I, I still look back and I realize that I was on projects that like I it was probably over my head, but I said, F it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I could have kept that mentality with like other things, too, whether that's like, you know, college or uh, high school, that, you know, that level, too. I could have had that earlier. It would have been, been nice. But no, I think the only real regret I have is like um, if I had to really like nitpick myself is like um, it's, it's maybe like. And I've learned this a bit of the hard way. It's like making sure like the people that I do care about know that I cared about them because like, mm-hmm. um, you know, when my, I, well, one of my uncles, I, I was able to do that. But my, one of my other uncles that actually passed while I was in college, I didn't get a chance to do that because it was kind of sudden. Um, yeah. I was lucky. Okay. Not lucky because he suffered for years, but like I was lucky where I got a chance, you know, to visit him before he passed away to tell him that. But like, that's why often like, you know, I was talking to a friend and she was saying like, oh, why weren't you more patient with asking out this girl? And I was just like, look, honestly, like my life has taught me that like the people that like are in your life, they could disappear from your life the next week. Like, no. and like, I'm not like, if she's interested then she's going to jump on that. If not, like, okay, like I'll move on. Like, I'd rather just know earlier. And I think I'm connecting it full circle because like, I kind of wish like, but then like, again, I'm hard on myself. Cause like when you're like in your tw- early twenties, like how you're not going to have that perspective all the time. Right. Um, but now that I'm older, like I, I, I have, that's, I would say like, that's the one thing I carry with me is to make sure like, you know, the people that are, you know, part of my life, they know that like I will have their back and I do care for them. And like, that's, 
to me, something yeah. I learned, you know, unfortunately you have to learn that maybe the hard way, right? Cause you know, I lost one of my grandparents young too, but I was really young. So I didn't really could like process that like too young to mm -hmm. recognize like how big of a moment that really was. Mm -hmm. But it was when I had like, you know, other relatives passed away in my early twenties. Like I was like, wow, like, you know, he was not even like, you know, 60, like, it's just crazy. So it's like, like, I would say that, like, that's one thing that gnaws on my brain a little bit, but you know, there's nothing I could do now. So I can like carry that forward. So I would say that's the one regret I have, but I, I've learned, luckily for me, I've learned to like take the lesson, not just deny it. You know? Yeah. And, and, and here I thought you were going to say, I wish I bought Bitcoin, more Bitcoin when it was $1. Disappointing. Bro, I'm, I'm a much deeper person than that, dude. Come on. You know me. Like, yeah, like, come on. Money's important, but, like, money doesn't bring you those kind of, like, yeah, deep, profound, like... Helps a little bit, but, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. No, to me, what I like about why I'm, like, career-focused is that money gives you options. And I like having yeah. options, you know. But I don't exactly. think... I see people, like, working, like, grinding, and, like, they just... Yeah. Like, when, when do they get to, like, do they get to enjoy, like, the fresh air even? Like, I just feel like they're just, like, always, like, around the clock, you know? Um, yeah, you, you can't bring that money with you when you pass away, right? Exactly. So, you know, there is you exactly. know, those life experiences are key. So one final question, sure. Sorry, so I think I have for you. Now that we're on record, what what, what free? Where do you see yourself at ten years? Right? What what's gonna make you know we 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 talk again in ten years and we can look back on this conversation. What what's gonna be success for you, right? You know, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be in ten years? You know, well, is it my, that CEO? My, my, is it you know having a family? Is it traveling the world? I don't know. Like, what what is for you? You know, we look forward now ten years, and we have this conversation again. And I can ask well, you the question, Chris. You know, were you successful? You know, it, what what is it that that in ten years from now that that you really want? Well, keep in mind that we'll probably have this conversation in two to three years, but uh, if you want well, to we could check now, on the progress, yeah. right? We could check That's on the fair. progress. But. <laughs> I would say in 10 years, I would be, well, I'll, I'll round out. I'll be 40. So I think like, well, first of all, I'll share my high level philosophy, which is like, no matter what you do, whether that's like you're doing pickup basketball, like, you know, with you know, a rec sport or you're at your job or your, your parent or your friend, be the, be the, Try to be the best version that you can be. So even if you suck at golf, like just try your best. Like, like give it everything. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Like, like very, uh, what very, very American, very American mentality. Yeah. I mean, I'm American. I mean, you know, I'm American. I'm very proud to be American. I mean, I go around pumping the chest way too much, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I remember I have this quote that I like. It's, um, you know, uh, it's, it's from a Formula One driver, Brazilian. Yeah, uh, and uh, he, he's asked in an interview, like, you know, you're a very aggressive driver, you know, aren't you, like, worried, like, you know, uh, you, you're going to crash into people? He's just like, you know, how can you ask me that question? Like, if I don't go for the gap, I'm no longer a race car driver. That's my kind of philosophy, too. But to answer your question, like, 10 years, I think I think where I want to be, in, or if, if I were to guess, which I could be completely wrong, is that, like, eventually, like, you know, I, I, I see myself like, you know, working, I still working in my field because I really enjoy my, my work and I enjoy the, like my profession. But I think for me, what I have to decide now is that do I want to move up the leadership chain or do I just want to be a really good developer that eventually just retires like an athlete does and then does something else like maybe teach no. or like, you know, some, or maybe I live off my investments or whatever. No. Um, so I, I'm at a cross. So I realized that, like, I think my 20s in many ways were easy because it was like focus on this, like you said, yourself, grow, no. grow or die. You know, keep pushing, um, keep traveling. You know, live the life that others envy and you know, all that crap. 
And, um, but now, like, now that I'm hitting that, that next phase, like, I have some decisions to make. Like, am I going to go down that path of, like, you know, do I want to be CTO, CEO, or do I want to be, like, just a good engineer, like a team lead, and then, like, you know, take a back seat, and then, or do I want to do middle management? So career, there's some crossroads I got to figure out. Mm-hmm. On a personal level, I think eventually I want to, like, keep growing my empire. So I do want to, you know, become a landlord. Um, I do want to, like, keep investing because I love uh, seeing the money money spent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I also want to, you know, maybe, like, I don't want to say find a partner, but I want to, I want to, I want to date around a little bit. You know, I want to see like what's out there. And like, like you said, like I have standards now, like I was on a, uh, I was on a date earlier in the year and like, you know, I thought it went well, but like, you know, I got ghosted in the end, but I was just like, honestly, I just didn't care. Like I was very surprised because compared to what, when I was younger, I've been like, Oh, what, what could I have done? X, Y, Z. I was just like, honestly, like, 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 cause when I was like, actually the thing is that like, I was kind of like, I was I surprised myself a little bit because like while I was even on the date, I I actually like it crossed my mind like like uh, my like like I mean guys are different right like we just want to like you know you know how it is but like you know. a big picture I was just like I don't know like I, I was just like I don't think this is gonna like really like work out you know like and I was right <laughs> so I was just like because like when you realize as you get older especially like someone like yourself too like as you keep moving up and like your life experiences and not just career but like with the things you do. I start realizing that a lot of people, it takes a bit for people to impress me. I mean, people are impressive in their own way, but like, they're just not like, like you say, when you have like self-confidence at a certain point, like you start, you stop thinking like, do this, this person like me? And you start thinking, do I like them? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, that's the key switch of mind. Like, and that's the same way I evaluate companies. Like, do I really want to work there or, or, or is it like it's the right fit for me, not for like, oh, because when you're young, right, you're just trying to get in the door, right? You, you said it yourself yeah. really, like, I'm just trying to get a job. And I feel like a lot of people are like that with like anything, right? Like whether that's friends, you yeah. know, relationships or whatever, like, they, oh, I just want to get in the door. I want them to like me. But eventually once yeah. you like, you know, I think get maturity, I hopefully gain self-confidence and self-esteem. You don't think that way anymore. You're like, oh, whatever. This is part of want to hang out with me. That's their exactly. fault, not mine. Like, like and, and like I said, I befriended a comedian last year. And he got like, you know, he got busy. He had a busy schedule. I was cool hanging out with him a couple of times, but I was like, wow, if you, if you got no time for me, then I'm not going to like, you know, lose sleep over it. I'm like, whatever, dude, good luck to you. You know, you know, yeah. you, you have a lot going on and I have my own stuff too. So, so yeah, it's exactly. kind of like, kind of like that. So anyways, to answer your question specifically, if I were to take, I'm going to give you some definitive answers instead of avoiding it. Okay. I, I think my 40, knowing who I am, knowing uh, who, I, uh, who I am right now, at least I would say like, I'm probably like, um, if I'm not a principal engineer at like, like a startup, I'm probably like uh, a VP of engineering at some of some organization. Okay, um, I can good. see myself as a VP of engineering because the one thing I'm really tempted by to be like up the chain is because I would like to see my philosophy en- enacted, which good. is a mix of Silicon Valley, all the sports stuff I know. It's funny. My intern yeah. was like, do you want to be a manager? I was like, N- not really. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like, I don't want to be middle manager, yeah. but if you told me I could have Ferguson like power, you know, I'm all for it. <laughs> Decision making, right? Decision Having that power. Making. I even told my manager that I was just like, "Yeah, I could, I could see myself as a VP or C, a CTO because I, I would like to, I, I want to say things in a meeting and people are like quick in their boots, you know." And he was just like, "Okay." Dude. Yeah. <laughs> the um, I probably own like one or two properties, not in not in this area, probably like the Florida or somewhere. Um, my guess is that I probably have like uh, um. I don't, I'm not even gonna say kid. I'll probably have uh, some uh, partners. 
our partner, sorry, partner. Uh, Partners? <laughs> got it on record. <laughs> partner, sorry, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. Um, and uh, I'm probably still traveling because there's, there's other things I want to see now. Like soccer, yeah. football is so important, but like now I'm into Formula One. Who knows? Maybe I want to go watch tennis, you know. Um, and I like exploring, right? You know I me. Mean? Like I like exploring like like uh, the world, but also like even here, like in New York, like I like exploring different things. Like, you know, I, I, I played volleyball last week. I haven't played volleyball since middle school. And okay, like it was very surprising to me to learn that I was the second best player on my team. I was like, wow, like I thought I was going to be the worst. <laughs> Um, but I think also, I think the most important thing is that I think, I think I'm at the point in my life where a lot, like I'm still learning. I still always, I'm always big on like disrupting disruption of like disruption of yourself and everything. But I think my core philosophy in many ways, it's set now. I think compared to like when I was 18, 19, I feel like I I had like the, still that same essence. That's why I'm still the sort of the core of the same person, but it's been more refined. Now I'm less like, you know patient or forgiving of certain things like if if somebody's like just i don't vibe with them whatever you know if i if i you know get blown off whatever if i you know if i if i don't get a job like job uh obviously it would change if i was like starving and i needed money but like let's say i get rejected from like facebook or uh what's another big name um apple like whatever dude i'll move on like like everything's you have to like you said earlier to your point like oh i have to be at this company i gotta be at, you know, I got to live this, this life. I got to be, have this house in San Mateo. I got to work at Google. Yeah. It's like, no, like your life can be still very like, um, you know, surreal. Like if you're working like remote in Rio and you're working for a Brazilian startup or whatever, like you can have, like, it's kind of like, the, I think which is what you and I always agree where it's like, you can have a philosophy of like, you know, you, you, you can never guess where your life can go. So just go for it. You know, you just don't know. You know, no, and and like like you said, like I'm probably way off. Like I'm probably all these things I'm saying now, are probably way off. Uh, uh, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find <laughs> out. Yeah, I'm curious. Like I'm gonna do five years from now. Where do you see yourself in five years? And then that's the last question because I'm kind of. So I, I have one bonus question, but it's a one word answer. I'm gonna ask okay. you before we before okay. we sign off. Okay, five years from now, you know, I actually question. You know, I think five years from now, I would like to have the financial freedom you know, based off of, you know, having those investments pay off. And, you know, I, I do see myself possibly back in the U.S. You know, I've, I've spent, you know, for, for those listening in now, I've spent about four years, a little under four years in uh, in Europe. And it's been a really good experience personally, very, very life-changing. Um, but I do see myself, you know, possibly moving back to, to the U.S. I would like to find something in, in Florida, to that sense, and, and maybe have some type of kind of you know six months in in uh, in Europe and in Croatia and and six months in Florida, right? You know that would be ideal, you know, situation. But yeah, six five years from now, you know, hopefully, you know, I'll 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 continue having success. I'll 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 get to you know being that director, you know, which is the goal of mine. Hopefully, the next year or two. But then after that, you know, really trying to, uh, you know, focus on, you know, maybe you know, having a family, having a relationship in, in five years and then, um, and then, you know, prioritize that a little bit more, you know, compared to just focusing on career. Because a lot of, a lot of what I focused on the last kind of 10 years in, in the U.S. and moving to Europe is really being successful. You know, now that I've proven myself in being successful, I think, you know, you know, as you mentioned earlier, it's okay to uh, switch up the goals a little bit and, and, and really have more of that financial freedom you know, maybe, you know, starting my own business, starting, uh, you know, being able to have more flexibility, you know, I think is something that, that I value more so 
five years down the line than kind of just working up the uh, the corporate ladder. So that that's kind of in a short answer, you know, where I see myself in 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 five years, you know, relationship, family, you know, having that that you know, moving back to the U.S., having that place in Croatia, place in 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 in, in Florida, and then you know, hopefully, you know, some type of you know, owning my own business, you know, whatever that that may be, whether it's a cafe, whether that's you know, this this YouTube channel or or some other business idea that comes up, right? I think is is a direction. So. Okay. What's your answer? One word question. Final question, and and no, no, just just one word answer. This is this gotta be a one word answer. So, kind of following up from my previous question, ten years. You know, I asked where you want to be, right? What is the price of Bitcoin in ten years? I want this on record. One word. One word answer with the with the with the prediction. None of this, you know, hypothetical. Give me give me an answer. Where where is Bitcoin in ten years? What's the price of Bitcoin? Okay, hold on. Let me think. <laughs> You're thinking about that. Got you off guard here. <laughs> Ten years from now. Ten years from now. What, what is in dollar terms? You know, how much? How much is one Bitcoin for, for from a dollar perspective? I can't say zero. Asking. Uh, it's gonna be. Uh, you can. You can. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, what what you feel, right? Again, this is well, recorded. Not, this is, we're gonna we're gonna revisit this probably. So, I'm no gonna pressure. say this because I'm someone who believes that eventually central banks will own this. Yeah. Um, I'm going with uh, five million. All right, five million. That's nice, yeah, and yeah. we don't have to work anymore, right? I well, you know my <laughs> philosophy. Like, I, I if it's not like for money, like I would keep myself busy. Even yeah, if yeah, I had yeah, a no, pay no, of course. or something. Yeah. Of course. Like I'm not, you wouldn't I, you wouldn't be tied. You wouldn't be tied to your corporate job, though, right? It would be more you would have that flexibility, right? It goes back to why I think money is unfortunately so important. It's like it gives you that freedom, right? So like I can exactly. just do what I want. Right? I can like you know if I want to just boat, I can do that. You know? Yeah, I think. Um, but that's based on that one principle that I think eventually central banks will own this on their balance sheet, right? And so then you know, it has to go up. Now, obviously, if it gets hacked, you know, it goes to zero. But uh, but yeah. that's my prediction for now. Okay, wow. Okay. But what Good. So I'm going I'm to I'm 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 buy, buy a whole bunch of Bitcoin out. If it doesn't go to 5 million in 10 years, I approve. I approve. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, you know, I hate predicting the price of things, too. Okay. Okay. You got me there. <laughs> Hey, uh, you said it was a me challenging question, so you know. We yeah, have to for you, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's good. Good. No, I, I'm a similar. I know you're gonna you just just end on that point. I agree with you. I think you know it, it definitely. You know, I see it above a million. You know, whether that's one million, five million, ten million. You know, I know I, or twenty. Or, I don't know. I can't. It's too difficult. There's so many variables that go into it. But you know, unless there's some type of you know you know negative. You know, where they ban proof of work or, 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 you know, all the countries align together, you know, or, or, you know, like you said, something hacks it or there's some other variable. You know, I, I just don't see how, how this doesn't appreciate long-term, right? I think the fundamentals are key and, you know, you know, in, in 10 years, hopefully, you know, we'll be, um, you know, we'll be successful in, in terms of, you know, uh, you know, holding this investment for, for that period of time. Hopefully we don't sell earlier, right? You know, we don't see it. Next year, jump to hundred thousand. We get excited, and then it's it's, it's ten million in ten years, right? So, yeah. I mean, you know my philosophy. I only sell things if like uh, I need the money, which I've been yeah. fortunate enough so far. Knock on wood that I don't need it. So, no. Cool. Awesome, man. Right, I think um, it was a good good conversation. Yeah, we'll look forward to it in two to three years. So, uh, we're, we're gonna still talk, obviously. But, uh, good luck. Uh, have a good weekend. <laughs>
Uh, thanks, man. You too. Cheers.